Welcome back to the Bromar Show. I am your host, Bromar. And before we jump into our topic of this episode, in which we will be talking about online dating and just possible changes about it, I'm just looking for any trends or changes during the pandemic when it came to that. Obviously, they were. There were a bunch of articles about it. We'll go more about that into detail here just coming up. But first, I have this story to tell you. All right, so we're going to go ahead and talk about Pokey, a.k.a. Pokimane. Apparently, Pokey is another nickname streamers and supporters give her. And it's interesting because she has recently got into a lot of the Among Us, like the whodunit game that's been trending recently, the whole, uh, you know, you seem kind of sus, you're the imposter, etc. So it looks like she wants Twitch fans to stop giving her so much money, which I find odd that I encountered this news headline because typically a Twitch streamer, well, especially the e-girls, they depend a lot on their donations, their fans, or as some people like to generally call them, simps. And yeah, big donations are definitely a surefire way to grab attention on a Twitch broadcast. And... Yeah, one of Twitch's most visible streamers has put a stop to giant donations on her stream. Pokimane announced on Twitter in early November that from now on, donations on her channel would have a cap. You can no longer donate more than $5 to her. And she's asking viewers to instead take that money and give it to other streamers who may need it more than she does. Now, funny thing is, it's No Nut November. And the fact that she, um, well, she's like, I'm putting some donation caps on you guys and this is like the toughest month for a lot of these e-girls because everyone is just trying to abstain themselves from no nut november and if you don't know what that is i've talked about it several times on my show go ahead and look it up visit back to one of my previous episodes you'll understand what i'm talking about so yeah this whole month of november has been just 4D chess moves all over the place. Of course, you have Lil Wayne who supported Trump, and I try my best not to stick my head into politics, but some headlines include, yeah, Lil Wayne supporting Trump, and then Lil Pump supporting Trump, and you can go ahead and watch the video. It's it's really funny to watch Lil Pump talk to the crowd. Yeah, it's, it's more than likely that Pokemon can afford this if she's putting donation caps. This girl's definitely got money in the bank doesn't need any more donations because i mean she already has a multi-year deal with twitch it's pretty pretty freaking big she also had the aoc live stream if you don't know who aoc is she is alexandria ocario cortez i know as a latino i should know how to pronounce her name and say it correctly but again i am the most politically illiterate person so yeah encourage viewers to go vote she did that aoc live stream And even if donations were lower, she was still getting paid. Yeah, and the viewers took the change positively. That same live stream, Pokemon explained that her decision was a bit more, noting that she believed that watching live streams, especially sponsored streams, it was a better sign of support than monetary sums. And she also encouraged people to get involved in the chat. And most responses on social media have been extremely positive as well. And of course, Casey Tron... uh, (laughs) This girl, I swear, I don't know what is it, but she's just, she's one of a kind. I just don't know what goes on in her head. She's apparently stated that 
Pokemane done it again. But yeah, she told Polygon that this was the very first time anyone asked them to help them find a way to lower their donations. And while Pokemane was the first to do it, we see this appealing to other established streamers. And this is according to the head of product at Streamlabs. But I think, yeah, this, this is, I don't know. It's a really interesting 4D chess move coming from Pokemane. And she has been under a lot of fires. I think at one point she kind of came after small independent streamers sponsors, which was uh, not a very good thing to do. But in the end, I mean, this girl's balling in money. And I guess, you know, she's, she's trying to have the balance of both of them. And it's a big power move. She's doing it right now. Again, in like the least busiest month of the year. Because it's no nut November. Pretty sure porn subscriptions might be down. And Twitch streamer subscriptions are also down. Especially the e-girl subscriptions. OnlyFans, all that. It's going to skyrocket back up in December. But generally speaking, no nut November is when there's a decrease in all that activity. And a lot of them will be like, hey, I have a discount if you do this, if you do that, yada, yada, yada. Pokemon straight up was like, uh, you know what? I'm going to put some donation caps on this, especially during No Nut November. She probably doesn't even, she probably does, but you know, she forgot about it. But really huge 4D chess move from Pokemon. Hmm. We're going to talk about dating apps again, but we're going to just analyze this situation here so knowing that i made an episode about how the main goal of dating apps is to extract as much money from men as possible i wouldn't say it's necessarily the end of the world that they're doing that because if that's going to be a problem i'm pretty sure there's a solution for that and well let's just say fellas who just know how dating apps operate they can pretty much still get the results they want or they seeked it's a lot of hard work, yes, but if that's what they want, I mean, you know, you can't really can't really knock them for them. But I guess what I'm trying to get at right now is I'm just trying to find like any shifts or changes in regards to dating apps and of course the pandemic. <laughs> and of course, a survey according to Fox News stated that one in four singles admit to having sex with roommates during COVID lockdowns, which I don't have a roommate, thank goodness. Uh, otherwise, it would have been like, hey, man, um, my boy John here is looking hella thick. So, I mean, we, we on lockdown and, hey, man, you know, nobody going to know about this. So, if you want to, that'll be, I mean, it'll be between me and you. We're homies after all. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also 2020, so... I don't think there shouldn't be that much of a problem nowadays. I mean, you've seen posts now. People are now normalizing kissing the homies goodnight, which, I mean, it's whatever. And if it's gay, so what? They just wanted to kiss the homies goodnight. That's all that matters. So even USA Today wrote an article about, yeah, surveys have been saying that more roommates are hooking up. Gosh, what a time to have a female roommate, right? <laughs> and sugar daddy dating reportedly jumped 72% in New Mexico during pandemic. Obviously, you know, uh, <laughs> these hoes, they, yeah, this pandemic turned them into housewives. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, and this was just posted yesterday, the Jerusalem Post. 250% increase in Israeli women signing up to infidelity dating site. Now, I don't know exactly how the culture is there right now, but that, man, that is one risky move. I will say that because 
just depending on the laws and the culture, they could be just heavily penalized for that. Here, not so much. According to Refinery29, cuffing season is about to get way more intense thanks to COVID-19. And the next normal, of course, is dating during COVID-19. Tales from the return of in-person dating. So, hmm. We're going to look at, uh, oh, this one by CNBC. It's stated, and this was since May, why the coronavirus might change dating forever. So with the coronavirus keeping singles indoors, singles aren't just meeting online. They're holding virtual dates over video chat services like Zoom and FaceTime. And this is not completely related to COVID dating, but with Zoom, even my workplace, there have been doing some get-togethers even once a week or or like once every two weeks through Zoom just to check on how we're doing and everything, all that mess, etc. So we could acknowledge that for a fact that Zoom meetings are going to be the new normal from now. And even after this goes away, I don't know, in like the next year maybe, because apparently there has been uh, some speculations about stuff going down, we're still going to be doing Zoom meetings just because of how efficient and how immediate these can be. And the trend could carry over after the pandemic ends and create a shift in dating habits not seen since online dating started. In which I think, yeah, that's true. Like I stated earlier, even after the pandemic, some of these old habits are just going to stick around. Or we just order stuff online. We just have stuff online. We make meetings online from the comfort of our own homes or wherever we're at. And this just really awakened us to like how far we have advanced in technology. So before I even read to this, I was going to say something really important. So I'm going to be real with you. I think Zoom dates are pretty lame. I really do. Just there's just so many factors into this from one. I mean, you can't necessarily 100% read their body language. I mean, you can just read the upper part, but the bottom part, I don't know. You might need to read that. Along with that, it eliminates the like the aspect of touch. You know, let's just say you guys are feeling each other. You guys are digging each other. It's like you want to like kind of, you know, comfort them. And then of course, there is a process to that. And I don't know. Let's just say if for some reason y'all want to get a little more kinky with this. Well, I mean, you can't leave. So it just turns into a camp show. (laughs) Oh, man. It's like it can be a little awkward if you're not into the camp show stuff. However... I will give credit to the fact that dating via Zoom is perhaps one of the best ways you can screen your dates. As in, hmm, should I go on a date next time with this person? What if I meet them in real life? Do I want to meet them in real life from what they have shown? It's just one of those things. It's basically like you just are FaceTiming them when you first match each other on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge. This is just one of those immediate steps you can take just to screen each other. Just like, okay, yeah, I know this person's real. All right, let's see. Uh, do I really want to hang out with this person in real life? Actually, I do. Would I be willing to risk my health to go see this person? And if the answer is yes, well, then good. Congratulations. That person passed the screening process, and now you move to the next step, meet in person. So, well, yes, Zoom dates can be pretty lame. I will say it is one way you can screen your candidates or your dates to see if like you're feeling this person or if you're not. That's what I think about that. So yeah, of course, they talk about 
New York City being the epicenter of COVID-19. And I heard they just recently opened too. And they're getting ready to open. Like for 50% capacity for some restaurants. Which is crazy. And of course the rules of online dating are also rapidly changing to adapt to this new climate. Which is Zoom and FaceTime. And they have fast become both a state sanctioned and the cool thing to do. Which... <laughs> Honest... Look. Listen. I'm gonna be 100% about this. And I was blind to this too. I saw some guys do this when they would match with dates. They would, on the spot, while they're ordering some food at some restaurant, they're like, oh, hey, what's up? I just wanted to meet you. Just say what's up, you know, just see that I'm real and just see that you're real and see if we're feeling each other. And it can be for like five minutes and sometimes it can be up to two hours. And it's like some of this stuff has been going on and I didn't notice. I didn't. And this was back when this article was written in May. Serena Kerrigan, a 26-year-old New York single and creative director. She literally had four dates planned. There's no dealing with the logistics. Who's going to split the bill? Are you going to kiss me after date? There's so many different things that are very distracting. And it, yeah, some said this is a stopgap way of finding romance has the potential to permanently change the way we date long after the lockdown ends. So like I was saying, it's another way to pre-screen your dates to see if you would see yourself with them in the future or at least even going out with them to eat. And apparently we're not necessarily solving a coronavirus problem. We are solving a problem of loneliness that happens to be compounded right now because of coronavirus. Now, I will say this though. Uh, during coronavirus, man, I, I had so much free time to do all these types of things. I even got back into that cowboy game, you know, Red Dead Redemption. So yeah, before the pandemic, online dating fatigue was taking hold. Dating app downloads from the top 15 apps was shrinking globally and research showed that all that swiping just made people lonelier. The pandemic, at least by some metrics, has been great for business. So yeah, dating apps were taking the money out of this. They were making bank. Yeah, dating.com reported that global online dating was up 82% during early March, for example. Bumble saw a 26% increase in the number of messages sent on this platform. Tinder saw the length of conversations rise by 10 to 30%, and the elite dating app Inner Circle saw messages rise 116% over the same time period. And of course, some companies adapted their business models to cater to the new norms of dating while under quarantine. Hinge rolled out Date From Home, a feature that lets users launch a video chat if both people agree to the call. And Plenty of Fish launched Live, which enables users to live stream with potential matches. And the League Now host League Live is a video speed dating platform. Now, this right here seems like a pretty good business opportunity. Because now they can start live streaming this. And I remember, I think I tried recording an episode. I'm not sure if I released it. Been hard to keep track of this just because of the amount of content I just had to be sorting through. There has been, yeah, this idea that Tinder should do like a live speed dating event in which participants can go on and speed date. And it's funny enough that there was actually a Twitch streamer by the name of Raj. He jumped right into this and he called it The Ratchelor. And basically what he did was he grabbed one notorious, well-known streamer. And the contestants were 13 other female streamers competing for the one guy. Now, the thing was is the contestant had to figure out whether 
they the person that was picking them was either host or love. Host basically means, oh, you know, just hang out, whatever. Nothing is going to happen. And then love insinuates the idea that they could be potential couple, hook up, whatever the case may be. So dating apps could be jumping into an opportunity where they could start live streaming speed dates and letting just contestants go up and, yeah, compete for the dates. Yeah, video chatting over Bumble rose 93% in the week after Trump declared national emergency. So even though the engagement and the usage numbers have been on the rise since the start of the outbreak in April, the company started to see a slight decline in subscriber growth and its average revenue per user was flat. The trend isn't that all surprising, given that there's less of an incentive to pay for features or join an app in the first place when you can't migrate your digital connection into the real world. While the impact so far is minimal, this could end up being a problem for Match. And the company makes a lot of its money from membership fees and paid features. And so retaining and adding more users is key to growing its bottom line. So they're hinting again. (laughs) They can't extract as much money from men because, I mean, there's no incentive to. But, hey, they're trying to keep them there as long as possible. And also, it has to do with the fact that more than one in five Americans have lost their jobs and filed for unemployment benefits. And with experts now warning, the country is headed for a recession in 2020. So there's actually a piece here that talks about the biology of falling in love. And of course, they make the reference to love is blind. Uh, We're going to jump right into the future of dating part of the article. So as states began to relax quarantine guidelines, some think that the rules for dating during the pandemic will stick, in which I agree. So yeah, Kerrigan stated that she would be more likely to match with someone and say, hey, want to FaceTime. There's no money on the table. There's no sex on the table, which, hey, I agree. It seems relatively neutral, and I think that's kind of like one of the key things when it comes to dating, especially when getting intimate, is that you pretty much have to be as neutral as possible because some people may have more experience than others, and you just, you really just have to find that fine line of just knowing what to do. That's just my thing. I, I'm still inexperienced as hell, so... Take this with a grain of salt. So yeah, pre-pandemic dating in cities like New York was really expensive. And virtual hangouts are saving singles in Manhattan hundreds of dollars. And it's a trend that will likely continue as unemployment tops 38 million Americans. And no money can also level the playing field. And Fisher thinks that the 91 Divock has given way to a new stage in the courtship process. You know, years ago... Marriage used to be the beginning of partnership, and now it's the finale. All of my data shows that the longer the courtship process is, the more likely people are to remain together and create a stable partnership. I don't see myself getting married anytime in the future, but I will say I would consider getting involved into a long-term relationship, just not getting married. And whether this leads to a wedding boom post-quarantine remains to be seen, and one thing we can be sure of is the kind of physical intimacy we used to may be severely handicapped for at least a year or two. So, I don't know. And this is for you if you struggle with, let's just say, with approaching people in person or maybe if you have anxiety. And again, I'm not an expert on that, but this perhaps, it's an opportunity to hone your skills in regards to communication. And there's actually a lot of dating coaches out there just offering like, oh yeah, you know, hey, I got this pandemic course on how to deal with it. And trust me, you take this 
later on when we reopen back up, if we ever reopen back up, will be better than ever. And you'll be crushing it, and I'll just tell you, you won't even be putting effort. You still have to put some effort into this and improving yourself, but you're just going to see some change. All right, so that's going to do it for me now. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you follow The Bromar Show on Instagram, which is at The Bromar Show. We also have an official Bromar Show page in which you can go and visit at bromarmedia.home.blog. I post in some articles here and there, and you can also tune in to the most recent episode of The Bromar Show. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. And if you enjoyed the content, make sure you go ahead and share with your friends and let people know about the Bromar Show. I think it's time to spread the word around. And honestly, it's just for entertainment purposes most of the time. And sometimes I do provide some important information that you should know. But for majority of the time, because it is COVID, I think... It matters more and more and more that, well, people just have some way to escape their current reality because, let's face it, this could be the new normal for uh, until election day, maybe. (laughs) So we'll go ahead and push through. And thanks again for listening. And until next time.